What is going on, lovely people? Thank you for listening to my podcast. Just a quick little clip here before you listen to the latest episode of the Help First podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to follow this podcast. Make sure to tune in on YouTube, like, subscribe and follow me across all social media platforms. Your support is greatly appreciated and I look forward to seeing you in the comments. Hello. Hello. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm How really you doing? Well. Thank you. Yeah, really good. Thanks. Really well. Good. How's your morning been? Yeah, good. Thank you. Uh, double gym session, so I'm feeling a bit. Woo. Um, no, really nice. How about you? What have you been up to? Um, I've been doing some editing this morning. Um, so that the last podcast that I filmed, I've been editing that, uh, and I'm really bad so it takes me ages to like do things <laughs> um so yeah i've been i've been doing that um and just some more like instagram stuff really nice. um but yeah all been good. good um so i haven't really got a like plan for the end podcast i thought we'd just sort of freestyle a little bit um and probably a good path a, a good place to start is your like osteopath journey so um what made you like want to go into it when did you start where did you study all that fun stuff sure uh so obviously <clears throat> no not most people are going to know me on this uh, podcast today so my name yep. is annie um i am an osteopath and my why um has always been to educate and to inspire others so that nobody is ever a victim of their circumstances and I think throughout my whole life there's been a pattern that I've always got so much out of helping others and really mm -hmm. have that trait within me um, yeah. so as I was going through school working out what I want to do um, I really wanted to try and find a profession where I could put that into practice and mm -hmm. help others through a journey um, and then osteopathy kind of landed on my lap um and went from there really so worked hard got myself into the college at bcom in london yeah um, did the four years of study there loved it it was incredibly mm -hmm. challenging but loved the mm -hmm. course um and then yeah this is my clinic you can't see much of it but you've got to touch the camera in case it moves anything yeah. <laughs> um and yeah i love every second of what i do and i think osteopathy is just such an incredible profession and what made you pick it over things like uh physiotherapy chiropractic other sort of similar medical jobs yeah so when i was looking at what i wanted to do i looked at pretty much everything in that field um mm. and for me and it sounds cliche but osteopathy looks at the person as a whole and one of my yeah. other core values and messages is that i really believe we the, the, your mind your body everything that we are as human beings is so connected and therefore mm -hmm. I like to approach issues with people coming into clinic in that holistic way um, and therefore when I went to BCom and they were talking about things like fitness, nutrition, mindset as well yeah. as the way the body works that just really gelled with me and just was exactly what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And have you always worked in your own um, company or did you work somewhere else and like gain experience and then start or did you go like straight into it? Yeah, so throughout my studies, I worked in a few clinics doing some sports massage work. Um, and then when I came to graduate, I opened my own clinic straight away. So I got all okay. of that set up through like my final two years. Um, so I started pretty much from the get-go. Um, I do mm. also work in another clinic as an associate as well. So I've got a nice balance okay. between the two. 
Yeah. And how was it starting on your own when you first started? Because for me, when I first graduated, I didn't feel ready to actually start because we didn't really do too much like business stuff. Um, so for me, I found it easier like working somewhere first and then just doing that full time and then gradually like learning how to do it and then afterwards starting. So how did you find starting from day one? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a challenge. Um, there's so much to learn. I think you are always learning. Um, but I think yeah. I've always had that vision of wanting to have my own, uh, own clinic, have my own business. Um, and I think having the hands-on experience and the clinical experience before I graduated, doing sports massage and helping people in that environment, that did give mm -hmm. me a lot of confidence to then go and do that from the get-go. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, I completely understand when people want to do it in that transitional way. But for me, I was like, right, let's go. Let's hit the ground running. Um, I did a lot of stuff through the end of the course to really further my knowledge on what it, what it takes to set up a clinic. Um, okay. Yeah, I was quite keen to get going straight away. Mm -hmm. And um, when you first started, were you also working somewhere else or was it just you were straight into on your own full time? Yeah. So uh, my clinic and then as an associate from the start. And okay. that's what I'm doing now as well. Okay. And how do you find like um, balancing time between both? Because obviously doing your own business can take up a lot of time. So how do you balance that between obviously working somewhere else as well? Yeah, I mean, again, it's a challenge. I think work-life balance or balancing between the two can be difficult. Um, something I've learned and are continuing to learn is that you yeah. do need some time throughout your working week where you mm -hmm. do have time to sit down and get those things done. Um, the lovely yeah. thing about being an associate is that you can turn up, see your patients, and there's not a huge amount of other things you need to do. You're there yeah. within that premises. So it's obviously your own clinic. You've got everything that it takes to run a practice, you know, all the, even down to things like cleaning, admin, all the finances, and it does take mm -hmm. time. So, yeah. yeah, it's always a challenge trying to juggle everything. But I think I do like being busy. I do like having a lot on my to-do <laughs> list. Um, and, yeah, just, just factoring in that time does make a big difference. And do you always um, plan things out? Do you have a, like... Uh, schedule or like goals for each day like how do you how do you organize everything yeah so I'm a bit of an obsessive planner <laughs> I've actually got it right in front of me here so I use this um so I okay. plan my week every okay week. yeah and then I also plan the individual day as well it's quite a cool plan <laughs> um, I think but if you've got a lot on and if you've got other things in life that you juggle as well it creates a lot of stress to me if I can't see and plan my day or my week. And I think yeah. having that vision just really helps me stay in control and just have a little bit of structure. So yeah, definitely mm -hmm. planning for me is a real crucial thing. Yeah, it's something that I've started doing recently. So I've got a um, whiteboard that I've got on my like wall. Um, and yeah. then every evening I write down my goals for the, the um, next day just to like try and plan things. Because um, yeah, I was finding that... Um, I was just a little bit sort of like crazy with like everything so I, I didn't really have a like plan and I was just sort of going from like one thing to the other and it just meant that I wasn't really getting as much work done as I should be doing and I was just bouncing between like too many different projects really. Mm. No it does make a big difference I think yeah so having that structure you end up being so much more productive and you also end the day feeling quite fulfilled because you can go through mm. everything you've achieved mm, yeah. and it, you feel a lot more like wow I've done quite a lot um, yeah. reflecting back as well which is quite good where you look back and go okay what was good this week what could be better that kind of thing I mm -hmm. think is quite nice 
Yeah. And how are things for you, obviously, when um, COVID started? Because for me personally, uh, my practice, we were closed for about four, four months or so, whilst obviously things were like going on. So how was that for you being a business owner? Yeah, um, obviously a massive challenge. Um, I think it took some time to kind of adjust and get your head around what was actually happening and going on. Um, my initial reaction was like, okay, you know, we are where we are and we had to close. So I closed my clinic and obviously closed where I was, they closed as well where I was working. Yeah. And it, the first thing was like, okay, how can I still help people in this season? Because although it's obviously a very different time and we, we couldn't at the time help people with our hands-on skills, people yeah. are still struggling with the same things. And I've definitely found as well with stress and anxiety, people's issues can become even more intense. So... Mm -hmm. I set up sort of video calls quite early on, so anyone that okay. needs some support could get that as well, um, which yeah. definitely helped a lot of people, um, which was good, and that was kind of in place. I think, again, everyone needs that time to kind of sit back and process, but I was really yeah. keen to just keep myself busy, get stuff done, do the things I don't necessarily have time to do in my normal schedule. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and then obviously from a business perspective, it's challenging in every way. I think everyone's been affected in their own unique aspect. And we were fortunate that we were able to reopen uh, you know, relatively early on in the opening phases with all of our kits. So, yeah, it's been a yes. challenging time. Um, you know, I'd be lying if I said every day has been easy, but it's, I think it's how you pick yourself back up and get yourself back on track as quickly as you can. Yeah. Have you noticed any um, difference with like people coming in in terms of like how they act or questions they ask or anything that's changed since obviously pre-COVID to, to now? Um, certainly a lot more stress and anxiety. Um, I yeah. think if it's not like a health anxiety related to the pandemic itself, obviously financial stress does come in as well. So whatever angle that is for people and obviously having children around a lot as well can add another layer. So definitely yeah. anxiety. Um, I think I've I've done and are continuing to do everything I can to make the experience of coming to see an osteopath as safe and as enjoyable as possible. And I think yeah. people are really enjoying that closer interaction, albeit very safe with PPE. You know, as humans, we are creatures of you know affection, and we're it's what we are. We're creatures yeah. of community, and I think having a lot of the community taken away. It's nice that you can experience that with an osteopath. Um, in terms mm -hmm. of what we're coming in with, I'd say that the sort of the different presentations are relatively similar. Um, yeah. But I was finding that it was one of each, one of two extremes. Either people were doing a lot less movement with their body, and therefore yeah. a lot of things were tightening up, stiffening, and becoming quite tense, or people gone right time to kick, kick on with my fitness journey, and not necessarily following the right steps on that process. So slightly. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the big things is that um, mental health is obviously quite a big issue. And when people are isolated at home, if they're used to being very, very sociable, or we have quite a lot of elderly patients and they're, um, you know, going down to these shops and that sort of thing, that's their like daily um, social activity. So when that gets taken from them, it then adds a sort of another layer. Um, so yeah, definitely people that are more stressed, anxious. Um, just worrying about work or maybe they've been um maybe they've lost their work or maybe there's a like chance of that happening so i definitely think mental health issues are a big a big factor currently mm. yeah 100 percent. i think that feeds into the body as well 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, like you're saying, that can then link to lots of like muscle tension or making their symptoms worse or impacting onto their sleep, whatever it is, then it's going to then sort of rebound back to their original injury, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And I think there is quite a lot of research that does show, you know, our mental state, stress, anxiety, anything else going on does directly affect your recovery and how you progress the treatment. And like you just said there with the sleep, such an underrated element of health, well-being and general, just general health. Yeah. And um, obviously sleep is massively affected when it comes to that. So yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Do you have a um, sleeping like schedule? Do you like go, go to bed at like summer times and wake up at summer times or is it a little bit more random? Personally? Yeah. Uh, so I try to be in bed by about half past 10. Okay. And that's one of the things in my journal, you kind of like set yourself goals for the week. And I yeah. tend to hit it. Sometimes things happen and it's a bit later. Um, but I'm quite an early riser, I'm an early bird. So I tend to get up yeah. quite early. So I find if I'm going to bed too late and that window's shorter, you do feel mm -hmm. it. So yeah, I yeah. try to keep it quite consistent. Something I'm doing a lot more of recently is like a wind down routine. Um, okay. So when I'm going to bed, rather than just doing what loads of us do, where we're on our phone and then try to sleep, I'm actually yeah. trying to put the phone down. Um, I've got this cool light in my room that like projects onto okay. the ceiling, which really yeah. helps. And then just taking a little bit of time to reflect, wind down, and then I find I actually sleep quite a bit better. Yeah, there's lots of um, research on the use of like phones, tablets, laptops, even like watching TV prior to bed and how it impacts onto sleep and how it pushes back the period of when you go into like deep sleep and that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's something that, that I try and do. I just put my phone on a mode where I'm not getting like constant like notifications, um, leave it on the um, side and then, yeah, try and like wind down or read something or, um, yeah, just anything that isn't just sitting there swiping really. <laughs> yeah, I know, 100%. And I think we get to the point where it's like, oh my goodness, I've just stared at this screen for the last hour and not only mm -hmm. the light exposure, just that constant new news coming in that we've got to process. And something else I've stopped doing is I'm not watching any news. Um, I'm keeping okay. up to date by checking things on my phone, on like the apps, yeah. but I'm controlling how much I'm exposing myself to it because it does okay. really start to affect you. And I was finding as well during the lockdown period, it would make me feel quite anxious when you're constantly getting these news stories and all these updates. So I'm trying yeah. to keep it, just keep myself up to date, but don't expose myself too much to all of that negativity and everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's quite a, a big thing. And... Um, I guess whilst we're on the thing of social media, um, does it play quite a big part of your like, business in terms of like posting like content on like Instagram or wherever it is? Do you think that it's quite a big thing to someone that's opening their practice or is currently working to actually have a social media presence? Yeah, I mean, my opinion on this has changed recently as well. Um, yeah. You know, like anything, especially in our industry, osteopathy manual therapy, people want to know you as a person you know they're coming to see you they're being in, they're being one-to-one -one with you they yeah. want to know that you are someone they trust and are wanting to see um and i think that pre-covid is more effective in a face-to-face -face manner but in the season yeah. we are in people are on their phones people are doing calls like this they're on zoom there's a lot less face-to-face -face opportunity to network and get yourself out there so yeah I definitely do i definitely think that social media online 
is a great way to, to share your knowledge, reach more people and give them a chance to see you in that way as well. And then definitely in recent times, there's been a lot more people engaging on Instagram with me, Facebook, um, and reaching yeah. out via those platforms because it's working for a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I think if you're not there, you're missing out on a big opportunity to share your knowledge and help more people. Yeah, one of the things that I've seen is that um, it's sometimes the sort of like personal details which people like more so if you're just posting constant health tips obviously that's good and it's given people a lot of good um things to be doing at, at home and that sort of thing but sometimes it's the like personal bits which people actually like more then that shows like you as a like person and then maybe you've got something in like common with the person that's watching and that's what then sort of strikes up the actual conversation so i think having a good balance between the actual like medical stuff and then just personal life bits and bobs is obviously good as well yeah i definitely agree um i mean the reason why social media and all these platforms are so successful is because we're nosy yeah. we like to know what people are doing we like to know what they've had for breakfast or where they're going and we like to follow people's stories especially yeah. someone that we like um and therefore i think if you are just posting content albeit quite valuable people like to know you and like to have an insight into your life so yeah I think I completely agree the balance is definitely uh, definitely key mm -hmm. yeah and I've seen from your Instagram as well that you've been doing lots of um personal training recently yeah. as well that you've started fairly recently uh how's that that been going yeah really good so I've always been into my fitness always maintained a healthy lifestyle but that was one thing yeah. in lockdown that I did struggle with definitely my nutrition suffered being at home a lot obviously gyms being closed um you know you do tend to you're out of your routine out of your schedule um i think it was sort of end of june i was like right okay you know i need to get some assistance need to get some help need to get a bit of structure so i reached out to a good friend of mine um alex from the pt mm -hmm. said, alex we need to get something going i need some help and support and i think yeah you know, as an osteopath i know what i need to be doing but it's that accountability yeah. element as well that's really key mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been going really good. So I'm, um, you know, it's it's one of those things as well where you are having to dedicate time in your schedule to fit these things in. But I always find yeah. that when you look after yourself in one field, you tend to see that then manifest in other ways as well. So I'm really enjoying yeah. it. Um, it's pushing me outside my comfort zone in a lot of places, and it's it's becoming quite challenging. We're kind of working on a bit of a time frame. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, anything that kind of challenges me in that way, I really enjoy. And yeah, I'm enjoying the process. Yeah. Did you have a um, goal when you started, like a certain target that you were aiming towards, or was it just a case of let's just get started and then see where it where it goes? I think initially it was more like I just want to get back on track and get back to where I am. Yeah. Then I think as you start to see results, you tend to kind of think, oh, okay, should I kind of push myself a bit further here? And mm -hmm. as a person, I am very goal driven. I like to yeah. head in a certain direction and make progress towards it. So for me, it's twofold. Obviously, it's how you feel and feeling a certain way. And also, you know, it'd be lying if you didn't want to work out to look a certain way as well and feel good in your skin. So yeah. I've got a bit of a physique goal that I'm aiming for. And also okay. just being consistent, keeping the sessions up and just making that part of my routine. Yeah. And how often are you um, training currently? Every day or three, four times? So four times a week in the in the gym, weight training. Um, I also horse ride about five times a week. Um, okay. 10, 15k steps a day. Um, and that's just what I generally do anyway. I'm not actively sort of reaching for that. It tends to happen just with my work. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
and yeah, then trying to get in some sort of conditioning in terms of sort of stretching, mobility work as well. Trying to practice what yeah. I preach and uh, keep that balance. And have you seen a impact onto your work? Like when you exercise, do you see a like positive impact onto your like business and how you are with people during that yeah. day as well? Yeah, I think you know from a physical perspective, you do need to be relatively strong to be an osteopath because yeah. you are you know you're moving people's bodies. And I've definitely noticed that I'm holding myself better when I'm working due to being stronger. Um, from a mental perspective, definitely, you, you know, you do feel more, providing you're taking the time to recover and looking after yourself, you do feel more mm -hmm. energized. And it's almost when you're sitting here giving advice to people, if you're not doing that yourself, it can come across a little bit of, a little bit unauthentic. Whereas by doing everything that I'm encouraging my clients and patients to do, you can relate yeah. to them on a bit more of a level. So yeah, it's definitely mm -hmm. had an impact on, on my business and work as well. Yeah, something that, that I see, whether it's having a like schedule, writing down my goals, exercising, if I get all of those things done, I find that my day is just better as a whole in terms yep. of the amount of work that I do, the quality <laughs> of that work, um, my mood, just overall, it's just a much better day. Whereas if I miss one of those things or I'm lazy and don't exercise or whatever it is, then I generally find that that then has a negative impact and then I then see the sort of downside of it. So I think definitely having some sort of structural routine with those things definitely helps and then has a positive impact onto work as well. Mm, absolutely. I think if there's ever an area of life that you're maybe struggling with or something isn't going right or you're not making progress, something I've definitely learned is the value of reaching out to someone that is specialist in that field. And I think this yeah. kind of relates as well, you might be talking about this in a minute, to what you're doing where you're bringing people together. Um, mm -hmm. There's always, you know, no matter what, you could be the best person in your field, but in a different area, mm -hmm. I think it's important to be humble and go, do you know what, you know more about putting a program together, nutrition, than I do. So reaching out to someone, investing in yourself and getting that person on board is invaluable yeah. and say so like the accountability is key as well i think when it comes to health and fitness keeping you accountable to your goals and having that person to support you in the process yeah it's um one thing that i've learned from having my own business as well is that it's difficult to be good at every single thing like you if you're setting up your own practice you have to do the, the marketing the website the actual treatments um the cleaning of like the um rooms the paying like bill all that sort of stuff so when you've got all of those jobs it's very difficult to be good at every single one of those tasks yeah. and i think some people need to um delegate or ask for help a little bit more to then yeah. get those jobs done and then they can then focus on actually doing the physical part of the job and know that someone else is handling this or um even yeah even just asking for help to then bring up your skills in a certain area to then obviously get those jobs done as well yeah completely agree yeah exactly what you just said actually i think that's the key is letting go and it can be hard when it's your own business because you want to just make sure you're in control of everything but yeah. letting go giving jobs or delegating to those that can get that done as well as you can and then mm -hmm. giving you yourself time and freedom to do what you're best doing yeah definitely. yeah and I saw that you've got some help from your mum as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> she, she joined the team uh, yesterday. And yeah. exactly what you just said, really. I was just finding that my admin pile was getting higher. 
Um, yeah. you know, when you're working long hours in clinic, helping patients, you know, sometimes in the evenings you don't have time to do all those little jobs. Um, and it just makes a difference that I can go, right, okay, you know, trust her to the end of the world and she'll be able to do some jobs really, really well. And it means that yeah. I can progress further. Um, it's nice to have a bit of a, more of a community as well within the clinic. Um, uh -huh. There's a, no more than just me. Um, yeah. So yeah, exactly what you just said. It's being able to, you know, put some of those tasks elsewhere so I've got more time and energy to treat and help yeah. people. That's good. And um, where do you see your um, business going? Like, where do you want to like take it? Have you got a sort of time frame of how fast you want to like grow things? What's the sort of plan for you moving forwards? Yeah, I think something that I find I sometimes need to check in with myself is I'm always looking ahead. And I sometimes yeah. find it hard to be present. So yeah. where I am right now, I'm actually really happy with where I'm at. And I mm -hmm. think riding, trying to be present and enjoy where you are is really important too, while still having yeah. a goal. Um, I do see myself expanding in whatever way that is. Um, I really enjoy mentoring people, helping others. And I think I'd love to pay that forward and help other people grow their businesses too. Um, yeah. I also think with the world that we're living in, we are moving towards more of a digital age and more of a online way of life. Um, and whilst I think osteopathy will always, or it will always be primarily a hands-on profession, um, exploring different ways to help and support people in an online manner is something mm -hmm. that I'm looking at and sort of researching and investigating too. So yeah, I definitely got a vision of where I want to be and it's just learning along that journey as to where that takes me. Um, absorbing as much content, learning, personal development as I can to sort of... Yeah push me and drive me on because I, I do feel that you only grow to the level that you you earn and you work and you grow yourself um mm -hmm. so yeah kind of enjoying the process but also trying to be present and appreciate where you've come from too yeah yeah I think that's one thing which people can do wrong is that when they are obviously working on their own they try and grow way too quickly um and that can have some issues in a lot of different ways obviously um finances if you have a like bigger space or employ more people or have to do more uh, marketing then obviously it's more money out of your pocket yeah. and then also the added stress of it as well if you then start having to manage a larger team and um you know bills are like um racking up and that sort of thing then that can lead to them more like stress and that sort of thing so yeah. i think um some of those things can just sort of happen naturally you don't really have to like force it it'll probably yeah. get to a point where you'll sort of find that it's just naturally growing anyway and it will just sort of all like fall into a place i don't think you really have to push that i think that would just happen naturally yeah for sure and um yeah something i'm always working on is just yeah trying to let go a little bit trying mm -hmm. i love planning and i like setting goals and having a vision sometimes just going to you know what just let it let it go like enjoy the moment and just see where it takes you rather than everything yeah. being so, like bang 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 so yeah yeah and i think your point on having some sort of online aspect is also quite a good one because if that's sort of one like positive thing to take out of the last like four or five months is that there'll be a lot of people now that will have some sort of online aspect to their business or be thinking about it which will then help them if sort of this thing ever happens in the future um and it's always good to have a business that has a diff a um, few different like streams to it rather than just only being a like in-house practice 
maybe yeah. you have yeah like an online element to it so i think that will help people uh definitely moving forwards mm. and obviously when you've got different avenues in a business you can help more people you know you've got your clinic that's just your presence but you're geographically restricted to who can come to see you there whereas obviously being online you can reach people on the other side of the world and that means mm-hmm. that you can help more people and have more of a bigger impact so yeah i definitely yeah. agree yeah and um i think it makes a uh, business a little bit more safe as well because obviously if one of those elements go then you've still got the other one to actually fall back on and that's something um i didn't have personally but everything started we we, um just had an in-house practice so when that then closed down we obviously had no like money coming in apart from like the government like furlough schemes um we had no way of getting money and then also helping people so um we sort of quickly had to um yeah do like online calls and start giving exercises on my apps and that sort of thing so i think just having that there's a extra safety net really mm, yeah completely yeah definitely it's very sensible i think you have to evolve with the times i also think it's been around for a very long time um mm-hmm. but, and there can be some rejection to evolving and moving the profession forward but i think yep. you have to otherwise you get left behind you have to evolve and grow and develop and that's the only way that you stay relevant and still be able to help people in the ways that you can yeah and you um mentioned that about obviously it being a area where it's obviously been there for quite a long time and there is a bit of um pushback when you try and like move things forward have you felt any of that personally um on a personal level uh not really um i think maybe as a profession um you know, people yeah. maybe that are, have got more experience, maybe graduated years and years ago, yeah. can be more difficult. And I think certainly being younger in the profession, I think being more savvy with technology and online and being open to that kind of way of working is great. Um, but I think there may be other people that maybe don't have that kind of experience and don't like the idea of that. And that philosophy is very much just a hands-on thing. Um, so personally, no rejection myself, but I think as a profession... Yeah it's only going to be advantageous to progress and move the times. Yeah, I think it's the same as any industry. Um, technology is always moving forward. There'll be something new which can, um, comes out which you can implement into your business. Um, even just the, yeah, like social media tools or the way that you interact with people, whatever it is, I think it's always good to be um, changing and trying to sort of stick with what's actually happened currently. Because I, th- yeah. I think otherwise you can be a little bit um, limited and sort of stuck in your like ways and that can then have a negative impact. So I think being able to um, adapt and change is always a good thing. Mm. No, I totally agree. It can be scary. It can be scary taking on new avenues or new things you're not used to. But yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's, you've got to keep up with the times. Mm-hmm. And have you had any um, patients comment on your age as well? that was something that I had when I first started, um, you know, people saying that oh, you're like too um, young to be doing this. I want someone that has a bit more experience or whatever. Uh, personally, no. Um, I think yeah. like any profession, you have to find someone that suits you as an individual. And if people are wanting someone that is like a similar age to them or that kind of thing, and that's obviously their own personal decision. Um, yeah. I also think there are benefits to being more recently graduated where you've got the current knowledge, you know, research is changing all of the time and things that were maybe the best thing 10 years ago, 20 years ago are no longer relevant. Um, Yeah. So I've never had any sort of comments from patients. I think 
the important thing is to make sure you're keeping yourself up to date with knowledge you know what you're talking about and you deliver it with confidence that you are helping that person in the best way and providing mm -hmm. your giving them the very best treatment and helping them in a holistic way and helping them in loads of avenues i think people are happy with who they're seeing yeah and um what do you do to like keep on keep on learning and keep on sort of pushing your your um self forwards do you like read and seminars what sort of things do you do you do yeah so uh, lots of cpd um lots of online stuff i'm always listening to podcasts uh, fitting it into the nooks and crannies of my day so um i do quite a lot of driving as well so i've always got like an yeah. audio book or podcast on in the car um listening to different industries as well i think there's lots of there's a lot of people in the fitness industry that are about sort of growing their business and helping more people so those kind of ones i really enjoy too um mm -hmm. i try to do like an audio book a couple of audio books a month um like i love audible um <laughs> yeah. i'd like to do more physical reading that's something i'd like to do yeah. a little bit more of um and yeah i think keeping that balance between developing yourself as a person developing yourself in your business and also developing your professional knowledge and keeping mm -hmm. you up to date as well yeah i used to be really heavy into um audible but now i just buy the actual books because i find that i can like highlight bits and like put like yeah. things on it to actually go back to like points and i found that's uh, better because sometimes it's difficult to obviously find like which part of the um audiobook you were on or where that sort of segment was so i just find having the actual like physical copy there is quite a good um resource to be using really yeah i think so too it is it's something really nice about being able to actually go through and highlight um yeah mm -hmm. i enjoy that as well yeah and i think it's something that's quite key for anyone in any job is to always be trying to learn um new things and it may not have to be something that's actually in your like job role it doesn't have to be something in that field it can be a completely different topic or just an interest of yours or a hobby or um maybe there's someone that you sort of idolize and you read a book on like them and their like story it doesn't have to always be something in your like job field it can just be a an interest really as long as it's helping you to like move forwards and I think it can be it can be anything really yeah I agree I think anything that's kind of broadening your perspective or and even on the flip side of that sometimes having an audience while reading something and allowing your brain to switch off can be just as therapeutic mm -hmm. as well um yeah and trying to keep yourself sort of lots of different things going on and lots of different avenues can yeah it's really good mm -hmm. and we've talked about obviously um covid's impact onto like business and stuff how has it impacted onto you like personally have you noticed anything that's changed with like you and the way you interact with people or how you feel when you're like going shopping or whatever it is i think um inevitably it's going to impact and change the way that we view things um the only th the thing i have mainly noticed is that rather than people sort of passing by each other and it being okay we are very much almost like magnets where yeah. you come too close to another human and it's almost like all repulsive which you know there yeah. are some distancing measures in place and we do have to follow those rules to be safe but i i'm a little bit concerned about how that will affect us into the future if we are yeah. very much sort of repelling each other as people um uh -huh. yeah i mean i i do i think it is important as i said earlier about you know making sure you're not consuming too much news um in the sense that it does it does start to affect you mentally psychologically um yeah. you know, there's there's concerns throughout but i think as long as you're checking in with yourself um taking time out i think switching off is really important 
Um, yeah. And yeah, I think one thing it has taught me as well is just to almost ride, almost ride the wave and say, as I said before, try to be present. I think looking back too much or looking forward too much, it can just can create some sort of negative conflict in your mind. So just try yeah. sometimes just to be present, take your, take time to kind of process where you're at and then go right back to the drawing board. What do we need to do? Rather than speculating in your mind about what could be. Yeah. Yeah. I think that sort of links into what I've learned really is about um, actually being present in those sort of like smaller um, moments, like being with like friends and family um, not taking those moments for like granted because I think when things were normal um, it was all a sort of little bit hectic and you sort of took things for like granted really um, whereas now like obviously going out to like see friends or having friends around you have to sort of organize it a little bit more so yeah. it kind of makes it a little bit more like special I guess really um, rather than just like a everyday thing which you, which you you can do normally I think yeah there's a little bit more emphasis on just spending good quality time with people yeah and appreciating the little things it's i think we get very caught up in our you know all of our routines all of our schedules with work and life and getting away and it makes you really go back to basics like what does it actually mean to and it sounds silly but to be a human you know what what are the components of my life i actually need and that serve me and yeah definitely yeah, yeah seeing friends family you know your health um your mental state i think a lot of people have gone, okay, you know, I, I am enjoying this slower pace of life and this makes me feel mm -hmm. so much better. So I think trying to flip it and see some of the positives is important as well. Yeah, I think that's the um, difficult thing is that if you are watching news every day and if you are always reading all of the articles and looking at the negative aspects of it, then it can have an impact on onto you. So I think, yeah, trying to see the um, positive, whether it's positive socially or work or whatever it is, trying to see that this may have caused a positive shift rather than a negative one. Um, and then having that outlook should then have a much better um, impact onto you, really. I think especially when COVID first started and, and they were doing those like daily things at like 5, 6 p.m. where they're having an update, I think everyone got very much caught up into that. And then that's then had a sort of knock-on impact. So I think just be... be um, sensible really be sensible be safe um and then yeah try and see the actual positive side mm, yeah and it can be really difficult if you're you know if everything's affecting you you know health-wise psychologically financially it can be really hard to have that perspective but mm -hmm. sitting and even sitting down and actually going right you know what is where where can i find the positive here and say that perspective on things is really important i think through anything in life take mm -hmm. time to feel the emotions but then trying to flip it into more of a positive way yeah and um going back to your um business how long have you been open for when when um did you first start so we um so we closed from 23rd of march when the lockdown kicked yeah. in um closed all the way through march april and then towards the end of may so it's about two months mm -hmm. that we were closed um, okay it took some time and, and energy and learning to navigate what it meant in the sort of yeah. COVID world we're in at the minute, how to safely open, how to see patients in a safe way and mm -hmm. make sure that I was doing everything I could to be as responsible as possible. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, it took some time and I'm, and yeah. therefore, and it's getting everything in place as well. You know, back in, back in 
May, PPE was really hard to come by. And that was yeah. a challenge initially as well, was getting hold of all the equipment. Um, so yeah, kind of middle of May, end of May was when we reopened, once we were allowed to. And there's just been a bit of a learning curve from there to find where, mm -hmm. where you're at now, so. And um, do you have also lots of friends that are also in the industry as well, like fellow osteopaths and that sort of thing? Have you got like feedback from them about how they found it? Yeah, and that's one thing that's been really, uh, really nice and really helpful as well, is I am very close to, um, you've probably heard of her, Louise. She's an osteopath as well. Um, yeah. Having her to support and bounce off of and sort of say, oh, how are you feeling? Because she went back slightly earlier than me. And it's okay. really nice sort of hearing her experience, the good and the bad and how she felt. And I think that's so important in any industry is to have those people around you that are feeling the same thing. So you know you're not alone and you can bounce ideas off of them. Because you say, as an osteopath, although you're seeing lots of people during the day, you are a one-man band in some cases. And even if you yeah. are in a clinic, when you're in that room, it's just you. And yeah. if you haven't got that community, it can feel like you're making all these decisions on your own and there's so much pressure but having people around you that can relate is so important. And I really value that friendship as well. Yeah, and that's something which obviously I'm trying to now build is a group of people that they, maybe osteopaths, chiropractors, physio, anyone in the health and fitness industry really, that it's just part of a group where they're, they're offering tips, ad, um, advice, maybe it's some like further training in a certain area maybe they're very good at a certain um, topic and you need help with it and they can then help you because what I found is that when I first started working um, it was a very sort of closed industry if you sort of had someone that was a friend but they worked somewhere else you generally wouldn't share like you know trade secrets or, or, or whatever it'd be sort of quite um, secretive I guess um, and yeah I think that's the sort of wrong way to be doing it it's better to have an industry where everyone's willing to actually help and then that will naturally make it so the overall standard of care goes up and then that's only going to benefit the end person so whether it's someone having a like treatment or a pt session or whatever it is that should then be better from the help that that person's then got mm, i totally agree i think when we're very much in this my camp your camp headspace it just negatively yeah. affects everything. I think it is really important. And, and likewise, you, know, you might have a patient that comes in and you think, you know, I can help you in this way, but then it's time to send you yeah. to someone else that can accelerate that or help you in a different way. And I think yeah. having that mindset as well, and going back to what I was saying about different osteopaths, sometimes you might see a patient and you think, do you know what? You would actually really suit one of my colleagues. And I think being that way is really important because ultimately what as a responsible practitioner you want the best for that patient and if there's yeah. someone else that can help them in a more effective way you, it's responsible and it's the best thing for them to hand them over to someone else and that will come back to you um yeah. I, think, I think that's so important i think there's definitely progress to be made in all of the industries to make it more of a community um, yeah but yeah definitely that's a great idea and that's really exciting yeah it's something that i've been sort of um thinking of for quite a long time because yeah i had quite a um, negative um experience with it and yeah it, it was very much like my camp your camp um and there's always that um worry with, with uh, everyone like oh i'm gonna lose clients and they're gonna steal my like tips and then use them and then they're gonna get all of the actual patients and that sort of thing but i think you sort of realize that there's enough 
um, patients to actually go around. <laughs> Everyone's always got injury problems and health issues and need something. Um, and yeah, I think naturally if everyone helps to improve the, the quality of care and skills, then it's only going to benefit everyone. So yeah, I think there's lots of progress to be made. Um, I think it, it will take quite a um, long time because there's probably quite a lot of people that have that, I guess, old school mindset really of being like on their on their own or in their own little practice of trying to sort of break that down and gradually change it. It's probably going to be more of a long-term goal but yeah definitely something which needs a little bit of work mm, i think you know you've got to start somewhere and i think even in the climate we're in i think people will want that community a lot more and have those people around them that's a lot of things mm. that people are missing i think at the minute is having that community aspects and i think when you are and you know you talk about especially as a business as well finding that client avatar that you like to work with and when you are seeing yeah. people that you really enjoy treating you feel so much more fulfilled and you really enjoy your work as well. And yeah, I do think sometimes people feel a bit reluctant and resistant, but I think that is the best way. And I think that levels up everyone as a whole. And ultimately, yeah. the end goal is that patient is in a much better way and are so grateful for the recommendation that you've made. Yeah, and um, something now that I wish I started in like February, March time, like prior to all of this happening, so I think it had been obviously very good during that time to have a hub of people that are all going through the same thing and can share experiences or even things like if um, someone found a like really good source of um, PPE like that'd be good to like share around and people can, can then obviously um, use that so yeah, yeah I'd like started earlier but yeah you have to obviously start from from um, somewhere and hopefully over the next few months it will then grow I want to try and get by the end of this year um, 100 people in it um and that's my sort of like goal from now to like um christmas time and yeah, yeah it's I'm something that i'm not really trying to like make any sort of like business out of i'm just doing it as a sort of not a like hobby but more of a like goal sort of thing really um and it was something that i sort of had a issue with when i first started I was like oh i was thinking oh how can i turn this into a like business and try and make some money out of it and then i was like that's just doing things for the wrong reason, really. Um, and yeah, I had to be sort of a little bit more um, thoughtful, really, and just focus on why I'm actually doing it rather than not focus on the actual monetary gain. Yeah, there are so many different ways where giving back gives you so much more in terms of a personal reward. And I think that's yeah. so important as well, just to have those things where you're actually genuinely helping people for the pure mm -hmm. of doing it and it feels really nice to do that sometimes i've done a few talks at, at universities where you've just gone on and you're literally just sharing your experience and sharing your knowledge and paying that forward and yeah i very much believe you know what comes around goes around if you give that to someone else they'll give that back to you so yeah i definitely mm -hmm. think there are certain things that it's so nice to do just for the joy of doing them yeah and i think it's good to always have people that have been in the in the industry for like different time frames you know someone that's just started someone that's been doing it for a few years someone that's been running their own practice for say for like 15 20 years having people at different stages is always yeah. good because even the person that's just started they may have a like fresh point of view that the person who's been doing it for like you know 15 20 years might actually need so yeah. even someone that's just starting still has value in a sort of system like that Mm, we can always learn from each other we've all got different opinions perspectives and yeah i think that's really important mm -hmm. 
And um, in terms of your um, business now, what's like um, one thing which you would share with someone that's first starting, like your sort of best like tip, I would say. <laughs> oh, good question. So yeah. starting your osteopathy or starting their own clinic? Um, I would say both. Do both. Someone actually starting like their like um, course and then someone that's starting their um, practice. So I think if someone was starting their course, yeah. I would say my best tip would be to ask lots of questions. Um, I remember when I was studying as well, there'd be times where you have something come into your mind and you sometimes think, oh, okay, no, but just ask all the questions, absorb all the knowledge that you can, especially yeah. when it comes to learning the hands-on skills of being an osteopath. If there's anything mm -hmm. you're on, get in there, ask questions, get them to show you and really absorb as much knowledge as possible. Um, yeah. You know, you think the four years is a huge amount of time, but it goes so fast. And yeah. you know, these, these thoughts and questions that pop into our minds can pass. So definitely absorbing as much as you can. So that's someone that was just starting out through that journey. Um, yeah. I think someone that is planning on or has started their own clinic, going back to what we said really is really invest in you get more knowledge grow yourself as a person spend time developing your knowledge in what it means to run that and also surround yourself by people that have done that process already um mm -hmm. you know, mentoring is incredibly valuable being around people that are where you want to be is really important i think your environment especially the people you're around is, is really key and making sure that they're people that help you serve you and help you grow rather than hold you yeah. back from what you want to achieve yeah, and um, speaking of the um, course as well, is there anything that you would say needs to be changed in the way that it's like taught or things that you would add to like the, the actual course? Because for me personally, we had a very short um, course at the end of the three years, which was like business stuff, but it was only for like two months, I would say. So it didn't really give us enough time to actually properly learn everything that was needed to actually start our own practice. Yeah. And um, so for so for me personally that was one thing that should have been in there really and makes sense to actually add it mm. i think so with uh, my course the whole of the last year we had a whole year's worth of all of that kind of stuff which is really good I and mean, it gave yeah. me the foundations and um, i definitely think that could there could be more of that and i think those that are wanting to do that it definitely helps to have that experience rather than having to go and do it all on your own and i think people sometimes hear the word business and go kind of, oh i'm not sure but ultimately the more people that know about you there are more people that you can help and that can experience and benefit from what we do so yeah i definitely say that more more uh, knowledge on how to get yourself out there would definitely be good um mm -hmm. and i also think what's what's really important is also you know dealing with people it's a whole skill in itself and you can have the best yeah. hands-on skills and be the best most incredible academic osteopath or physio or anything else yeah. but it's at the end of the day you're dealing with someone that's got a problem and someone that's in pain or has got something that you need to help solve so i think you know in a nutshell like people skills how to work with people in the best way and how to give them the very best experience will also yeah. be beneficial yeah that's one thing which i sort of saw firsthand and i would say it's quite a good tip to anyone doing their um course now is that even if you aren't the best at like coursework and tests and that sort of things um it doesn't mean you're going to be a bad osteopath or physio or um chiropractor or 
whatever it is. Um, because yeah, a large portion of it is all of those skills. So speaking to people, being able to explain their injury in simple terms, obviously being friendly, being um, someone that can also deal in like bad situations. So someone that's come in and is in lots of pain and very stressed and angry and that sort of thing. So obviously you need to have those um, baseline skills that are being able to actually do the treatment or massage. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't personally stress on like the, the um, grades because as long as you like pass and you're like safe at actually doing it, um, I think that's the sort of main thing really. I saw lots of people that were very good at like coursework and got first, but put them in a like room with people um, and it would be a completely different story. So I think, yeah, just not being sort of like too like stressed on, on um, that part. Mm, I think it's trying to be well-rounded. Yeah. Say, trying to make sure you've got, you're developing all those skills and all those areas and not just focusing, not just focusing solely on the academic element, just I mean, mm -hmm. it's important and it's, it's crucial, but also trying to make sure that you're taking time to invest in you and how you come across as well. I think it's really important too. Yeah. And then also trying to get as many placements in as many different areas as like possible to actually find what you like doing and yeah. to also get the experience of working in lots of different industries. So don't just, you know, work in sports teams or only in the, in the um, NHS or like private practice, like make sure that you have like a lot of different placements in a lot of different areas. Mm. I think you never know until you've actually seen it face to face in the flesh, what things are about. So yeah, reach yeah. out to people. That's the other thing I would definitely say is reach out to people. I've had a few people that are considering studying message me and a few people starting the course and it's, you know, reach yeah. out to people. We're here to help. And I, I love sharing my knowledge and helping people in that way too. So just absorb as much knowledge as you can from others that have been on that journey. It's mm -hmm. really yeah. Because when you try lots of things as, as well, like personally, um, in my third year, I was like, um, I want to work in like sports teams and mainly football um, and then work my way up um, in the sort of pro sport industry. Uh, and then my final placement was in a um, back pain centre and it completely changed my like, whole like view. Um, and then from doing that placement, which was like three months, I then actually got a job working there and then really um, liked doing it. So yeah just trying lots of um, different things to really shape what you want to do and what you and what you thought you may not like doing could actually turn into your like passion really yeah completely i think we're we're only ever able to fall back on the knowledge and experience that we've had and if there's mm -hmm. things that we haven't ever come across or experienced we never know how we're going to feel about them so yeah the more mm. that you can get your hands on even if it's the worst experience you've learned something from that and you, yeah. it's just as good to take off something you don't want to do as it is to develop something and find something that you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, do you also take on interns as well? Do you have interns that come and work for you or maybe in the other place which you work, do you have people that are obviously studying that come in and then work? Um, we haven't actually yet. Um, and I haven't personally, no. Um, I'm okay. always happy to have people. Obviously, at the moment, it's difficult with COVID, having other yeah. people in the clinic. Um, but I think I'd be more than happy for people to come and shadow me and learn from other people, uh, which I think is really important. And also, not only seeing like different departments and industries, but also different places of work that you would really like to be. I think it's important yeah. to be part of a team that is right for you as an individual. Um, so yeah, definitely something I want to do more of as we go forward. 
Yeah, I think um, it's something which everyone can actually um, benefit from as well. Obviously, the intern is getting lots of experience, but I think sometimes having someone there watching you also helps because naturally you then, um, what's the word? Verbalise. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, when you're like treating someone, you're, you're obviously talking through it and explaining what you're actually doing and that can then help you relearn things. Um, right. And I think also... Uh, sometimes helps the actual um, patient as well. It sort of um, increases the um, amount of trust because obviously you're then talking through all, all of your like knowledge and expertise and that sort of thing. So I think everyone really benefits from from, from um, having someone there. Mm, no, I definitely think so. And I know as osteopaths, part of our CPD is like reflecting and having someone observe you. So yeah, I think that's really good for developing yourself and say being able to verbalize what you're doing and why mm -hmm. yeah definitely how are we doing for time it's flowing by it's been almost an hour yeah it's been an hour um so i think that this is probably a, a good time to actually end it because i think you can only do an hour on instagram anyway <laughs> okay, um i think we're coming to the end of that but yeah it's been uh, nice obviously um talking through everything um and what I will do is I will turn this into a like podcast episode um, and then also um, create loads of like smaller um, clips as well, which Thanks. I'll then put on my um, uh, Instagram and TikTok and LinkedIn and stuff. So I'll then um, put those up. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can do one maybe in like another four weeks or like six weeks and sort of have that as a like regular thing <laughs> yeah i'm more than happy it's nice trying to other people in the industry so yeah 100 percent. well i saw your video editing you're getting really good at your uh video <laughs> skills to, yeah trying to <laughs> so, so nice to speak with you and you have a nice afternoon you too take care See you later. bye